We're going to have a reading from the wonderful Theodore Sheldon and Zach Peterson. Matthew 9, verses 18 to 26. While Jesus was saying this, the synagogue leader came. He got down on his knees in front of Jesus. He said, my daughter has just died, but come and place your hand on her. Then she will live again. Jesus got up and went with him. So did his disciples. Just then, a woman came up behind Jesus. She had sickness that made her bleed. It had lasted, it had lasted for 12 years. She thought, I own, she touched the edge of his clothes. She thought, I only need to touch his clothes, then I will be healed. Jesus turned over and saw her. Dear woman, don't give up, up hope, he says. Your faith has healed you. Your, your woman has healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house, he saw the noisy crowd, two people saying flutes. He said, go away, this girl is not dead. She is sleeping. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been sent outside, Jesus went in. He took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News about what Jesus had done spread all over that area. Good job. Amazing. Boys, thank you so much. That was such incredible reading. Uh, guys, a pleasure to be with you all this, um, this morning. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name's Holly and I'm the head of kids here. But while we're chatting, we have, the lovely Libby has created little posters for each of the stories that we had and heard earlier in our game. And we thought we'd love to just decorate them with colour and celebrate what God did um, in these wonderful people's lives and the good story that he made. So we're going to have these up the front, and there's pots of color, um, felt tips and things. So kids, if you want to come and colour, or big kids as well, if you want to, that's totally fine. Um, if you fancy a bit of doodling while listening, come to the front and you can pick one of your stories, and then we're going to stick them up probably on the pillars or somewhere at church after. Great. Joseph, can I give them to you to divvy out? Amazing. So... So good. So we've looked at so many different stories from our own lives today. While we were playing that game, we heard um, what God was doing in it. And we love hearing about different things that happen in our lives, don't we? The things that, when things happen in our lives that we're so excited about, it's like they bubbles up and it overflows and we have to then share them with each other. And this could be a whole range of things from the big to the small. For that person, it's really important. So it could be, for example, the first one could be, sorry, yeah. Oh, an engagement. Someone's got engaged, they like to post it, share it with everyone. It's so exciting that they're about to start their new married life. Um, next up, you might be becoming a grandparent for the time. Who has a mug like that at home? 
best grandma ever or best, best granddad, father. Yeah, I see you, Liddy. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I love it. Um, it could be growing your first successful fruit or vegetable. If I'm honest, I don't actually know what vegetable that is. There we go. There you go. People know more than I do. But the excitement of when it comes, you're like, oh, look at this cherry tomato. It's so exciting. You want to share it with everyone as well. You might have passed your driving test. Yes. You no longer have to rely on your parents to drive you anywhere. Or your parents might be like, yes. Or the fear of, ah, they're now on the road. Um, but you share that information with it. Microphone. Is it working? Questionable. Is it okay? Is it through the live stream? No, it's questionable, Jacob. Okay. Do you want me to move? I'll move to a handheld. That's fine. We can adapt here. Is that okay? Is that better? Yeah. Great. Brilliant. Oh, br uh, and then um, it might be that your baby has slept for more than three hours in the night. Yes. And you have that celebration. You're like, hey, guess what? She slept. Hallelujah. And that's a big thing. If you don't have a lot of sleep, that is a big thing. I love it. Um, oh, it could be a new car. Yeah, guys, uh, <laughs> that's actually going to be my new car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I just had to throw it in there because I am actually really excited about my new car. I didn't realize until I know. It's a little Ford Fiesta. I love it. But... If you drove my car and then drove this one as a test drive like I did, you realise how unsafe my current car currently is. Apparently things like brakes actually should break rather than you have to like floor it. Who knew? I didn't know. So uh, in a come, um, come Thursday, I'll be driving around in those new wheels. So uh, have a look out. I know, I know. Um, I am not going to sell my, new, um, my old car because I don't trust it with anyone. So um, anyone looking for a new car, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to do We Buy Only Car or something like that. Anyway, but that's the thing. I'm so excited about my new car because ah, I'm actually going to be safe on the road. I want to tell everyone. I want to tell everyone because it's something that is actually going to transform my life and probably save my life <laughs> in that. But I want to be able to bubble up and tell it. To, oh, not in a show-off way, but to share and delight in celebration. And that car is full of stories of God's provision as well, of financially, of the generosity of friends, of the timing being exactly right. It's, so, it's not just a car, there's so much more to it as well. And, and that's how we're hardwired, right? We're created this way because we're meant to be in community and relationship with each other to celebrate the highs and to support in the lows and to um, hear all of the goodness of what's going on in our life. And most of the time, I would gather about 99.9% .9 of the time, God has a hand in it somewhere. And we, therefore, have a, um, have a job, have a duty to be able to acknowledge him, to honour him in what he has done to be part of that story. To not just say it was human effort, but to see where he was working in the undertones with it. So today in our, um, in our Bible passage, a little bit of context, we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount. Got, um, Jesus has done this incredible teaching. And then since then, he's been on like a non-stop healing journey. He's like going around, boom, 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 boom. And most of the time, it's people coming to him. And today, um, the stories are exactly the same. First, we have the women who'd been bleeding for so long. And she just, she must have heard about Jesus and reached up and touched his cloak and she was healed. 
And then you have um, um, Jairus who came um, and wanted his daughter. His daughter just died. And Jesus came like, no, she's just sleeping. And she came back to life. What? What? And both those things, um, those people approached Jesus. Now, and I bet you more than anything, that was something that they'd heard stories about, right? They probably had stories of God's teaching. They heard whispers of going around a bit like how we played telephone earlier. A story um, of that. Because really, these are just one story in the middle of lots of stories. But if you see them, if you saw the individual how Jesus saw them, he saw the one. For him, it wasn't just like, oh, here's another person, yeah, boom, here's a healing, boop, boop, ching. He was like, no, I see you, I know you, and um, I would love to partner with bringing and releasing life over you because you are my precious daughter, you are my precious son. And he brought transformation to them individually. How much their lives would have been transformed by that. That little girl actually died, and then she had probably a whole life ahead of her. And that woman had been bleeding an outcast. She would not have been touched or spoken to for the 12 years that she was there. 12 years. Who, who's, um, who's under 12 here? Yeah, a lot of, all, for all of your lifetime, okay? For all of your lifetime, imagine not being spoken to or um, hugged by a single person. What? So Jesus not only healed her, but transformed her whole life from the inside out. And so those reports of what Jesus was doing spread across. Now, if it was nowadays, okay, you, the stories and stuff would probably be shared a little bit like this. You know, just in case you wanted some rainbow non-crocs and chicken nuggets. I don't know why. It was just a weird, weird random image. But that's probably how they'd be shared. Someone take a picture of it, write a little message. Hey, boom, hey. And then they reshare them as well as some word of mouth. Social media is a huge thing of what, how you hear about different things. How I can get addicted by hours of scrolling. And you like unplug yourself like, wow, where did those 40 minutes go? Um, hopefully not 40 minutes, don't worry. I have come a little bit more disciplined than that. But, but actually, and that's about rainbow non-crocs and chicken nuggets. <laughs> how much more transformative and important are the stories that we heard today? How much more transformative and important is um, the stories that we read in the Bible and how Jesus changed our life, how we met him for the first time. So why do we fall into the trap wanting to share things about rainbow crocs and chicken nuggets more than about what Jesus is doing? And I do it too. <laughs> I get caught up in it. But that's what Jesus wants us to say and to share. Because it's like, um, it's like a chain reaction, right? So um, I'm not very sciencey. Someone might, someone might actually have to explain it a little bit more. But it's that thing of that chain reaction of one thing sets off another and another and another. And it spreads and it spreads. So from Jesus first initially speaking and someone doing that one healing, that would have scattered across the whole thing. So imagine what Jesus could do if we spoke his truth out to those all around us as well. There's a power in what he does. And we have a call and a mission to tell Jesus about others. So one way of doing that is telling the stories of how he has transformed our lives. Of almost like um, some t there's a, a parenting for faith thing, that they, but they talk about creating windows. 
creating windows of your own personal faith so then your children can see. But actually, it's the same for the people around you. We need to create windows into our life to see and allow other people to see how God is working through them. Now, with that, I wasn't going to, but Mark said that he would throw out the image anyway, so I'll do it. But, okay, Gary Barlow, right? So, ages ago, ages ago, I remember sitting in the car, my mum, super Gary Barlow fan, well, technically, te take that and Robbie, but she, she got Gary's new album. Um, this was an old album, like, from years ago, though. And I remember hearing a song called God, and I was like, huh, I didn't realise he knew Jesus, and I'm not sure whether he does. But in the chorus, okay... The chorus hit me. I was like, oh. Okay, the chorus, it goes, if you found God and he gave you hope, would you tell the world or save your soul? If you found God, would you take him home? Would you open the curtains or keep them closed? If you found God, would it be your secret? And I was like, Oh, oh, crumbs. Like, I don't want it to be a secret. I don't want my curtains to be drawn. Um, I don't want to just save my soul. Jesus, I want everyone to know you by name. So, and I don't know where Gary's at. I don't know him that personally. If anyone does, let me know. I'd like to meet him. Um, but, <laughs> um, my mum would probably like to meet him more than I would actually. But, um, <laughs> but in that, how can we connect, um, connect with him? In the blessing song, um, I was chatting to um, Roger, actually, the other day, and he, it was that idea of um, when it says, may his face shine upon you. Imagine right now Jesus' face shining upon you, looking at you in the eyes. Phew. It would just transform you from the inside out without him probably having to say anything. <laughs> So I just want to invite you to think about in, in a day when you're like, ah, the world is so crazy. My kids are going crazy because it's the summer holidays and they don't have any routine and or whatever it is. To take a moment and just close your eyes and imagine the face of God shining upon you. Whew. And let that soak into you there. But, so he gives us a job and a mandate. So we're going to, I'm going to invite him up because we're going to now do something to practically activate it. It's not just going to be words that Holly's kind of spoken and they're floating around and who knows what we're going to do with them. We want to activate them. We want to activate each other, stir one another on into sharing what Jesus has done and got for us. 